of tall people in here today. I'm in business. Well, Nika, would you uh, grab a mic for me and, and uh, start? Uh, thank you, Lord, for me, please. I don't want to butcher it. Jay, Jay, cut the music. Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. Join in with her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. such an amazing, awesome God. Lord, you've been so good to us. You've been better to us than we could have ever been to ourselves. You've given us such a great gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much. Thank you for the gift that you downloaded in us. Lord, thank you so much for the families you've given us. Thank you for our health and strength. Thank you, Lord, for our jobs. Thank you for our community. In the name of Jesus, thank you for a community that loves you, that is willing to express your love to others. So, Lord, we ask you today to touch the heart of every single individual, whether they're in this building or on the airways. Touch them right now. Touch them right now with your power of the Holy Spirit. Let them know that you love them so much. Let them feel your presence, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We ask you for deliverance power in the name of Jesus. We thank you for healing power in the name of Jesus. Give us that creative mind to do your work and do your will. But let us love others the way you want us to love others. But let us love you and have a greater love for you. Lord, thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. So Lord, as we move forward in this service, we ask you to allow your spirit to come into this place and touch the mind and heart of every individual today. And let them feel your presence. Let them know when they leave here today that you will be walking with them and you will be with them and you will be in them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Man, you may take the seats. God bless you. Brother Dennis is going to get ready to read our scripture. When you get to remain standing at your seat, when you get to your seat. Thank you. Good. Woo! Tracy fired up today. Let us bow our heads. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for your assignment. Uh, thank you for the gift, and we thank you for each person that's here that's going to hear your voice today through me. So thank you for uh, trusting me uh, to deliver your message. Uh, thank you for the life you've given me and all the many blessings that you bestowed upon me. And for a time such as this, and we don't take it for granted, uh, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I will not be before you very long, uh, but I'm excited. And I see my uh, my uh, my grand. She she's my goddaughter. Uh, so these are my great granddaughter, kid, great grand, great. Well, they're my god grandchildren, right? Uh, Ava and Spencer. Would y'all stand up, Ava and Spencer? Would y'all, they're my babies right there. Yeah. I'm gonna get it right. I'm gonna get it right. Yeah. Spencer, 
Jay Spencer is a hooper. He said, he coming at you. He coming at you, Jay. He coming at you. He said, we going to move the chairs out the gym today. Jay, we gonna, you, be t you and Spud be talking that trash, but Spencer said he brought his gym shoes today. He said, talk is cheap, but it take money to buy whiskey. Well, the blessing is in the assignment. I just want you to know something. It's important that your assignment is really attached to your gift, right? Um, uh, so you are a special delivery package that's been delivered to the earth by God to do something. And it's important for us to understand that. And it doesn't matter what people say, uh, you are an assignment on behalf of the kingdom. Uh, in Genesis, a very familiar passage of scripture that I've talked about before that I want to lift up today uh, to kind of bring this home. It says, then God said, let us make the human being in our image to be like us. Now, this is important to be like us. Now, this is important because it doesn't matter what people say. It matters what God planned and his purpose was, right? So God that was in heaven, he wanted to run the earth, but he wanted to run the earth, man, through his spiritual beings. He didn't really want to be down here, so he created a beam, and he wanted to run everything through those beings. So uh, the gift of God is everything um, that God creates, uh, the source is inside of it. And the thing that make it produce is inside of it. It's not outside of it. So a lot of times we seek things outside when really it's really inside of us. So your gift is really inside of you. The seed is inside of you. And inside that seed is an orchard. You have to know it's an orchard there. And sometimes uh, people stifle it and they hold it and they, uh, they don't cultivate it and it, it doesn't grow. It's, it's not because of the external force. It's really because of you. Everybody say because of me. I know it's challenging because a lot of times we hear stuff and it comes into our system and it's downloaded into our subconscious and then our subconscious drives the car. And then what people have been saying about us, we start to believe it so much that we start to do things even if it's not what God said about us. And sometimes we can read what God says about us. God can speak to us, but what people say override what God told us. And so God will speak to you sometimes in a dream, in a vision. And he'll tell you, and you know what God called and told you. You share with somebody, and the first thing they do is try to cut it down. And then, uh, then we got a problem on our hands because the world suffers because uh, we're not living out the dream and the vision that God has for us in our life, right? And that's important. So he says, if God let us, let us make human beings in our image to be like us, then he says, and they, and it's important to understand when he said they because he says, not really me. He said, but they, that they is the humans, Everybody say humans. It's really the human, Brandon. Uh, it's that dirt being with the spirit inside of them that makes it human. So you got humans, right? So you got the human and the man. So you have the spirit and the dirt. And the spirit and the dirt working together in the earth, man, with the five senses, really to carry out God's mission and vision in the earth. And it's really a selfless vision, all right? So we have to understand that. So he said, left, he said, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God was letting us know right now that when I created you, even when you was in your mother's womb, before you ever, ever was thought about being conceived, uh, uh, I already had this assignment for you uh, in the earth to do something, to do something special. And you're going to have a short window to do it, so it's, it's going to be power-packed, and it's full of energy. And I want you to go forth. So that's why I think the struggle uh, with bringing forth a child is so challenging, right? It's because this fight is going on. Because when it's like a, a, a butterfly in a cocoon, right? And that butterfly trying to get out, and it just fights and fights and fights. And on its way out, Spencer, what happens is it strengthens the wings. As it strengthens the wings, the, uh, the butterfly is able to fly because the flu is in the wing. Sometimes we want to escape the struggles and the challenge, and then we want to just get there without the struggle. Right? But the struggle really builds us, and it makes us what God wants us to be. Right? And so that struggle, man, it's a challenge from the time you was conceived in the womb uh, for that nine months. It's a challenge uh, for you to come through, but God knows he's getting you ready for your great assignment. Right? And in your assignment is your gift. Right? And it's not in your work. It's not in your education. It's not in you going to school because how many of us go to school and we never work in our gift? And we go to school and we work for 30 years and we're miserable because that's not what God called us to do. 
we're just doing that, man, because uh, somebody said that if you be a doctor, you'll make a lot of money. And then you have a lot of money and you're still miserable. Right? And then you stop and then you give up being a doctor and become a preacher or give up a doctor, man, and then become a school teacher. And then all of a sudden, man, you really enjoy your life and your parents are mad, but you're happy. The reason why you're happy because you found your gift and you're working in your gift and not what other people say you ought to be. Because you're only really happy and joyful when you're working in what God has called you to do. So even when the opposition is coming against you, it doesn't even phase you because you're doing what you really was called to do. Right? And it does, it's not about making money. It's really about serving people. We just think it's about making money. And that's why kids struggle and they have these fights with their parents when they go to school. And the parents say, I can't believe I want you to be an engineer. And I, and I told you to be a doctor. And, and, you, and you, yeah, you're smart. Of course you're smart. Of course you're brilliant. You know, of course, Ava, you're going to get our A's. It ain't so you can be a, a musician. That may not be the case. God said, you can A's because I made you smart. So you just know the stuff. You, you ain't doing, I gave you that. I knew when you read it you was going to understand it because you was created in my image. So don't get it twisted. Understand that uh, all this information is good, but I want you to remember what I need you to do. I need you to do what I call you to do. And you know what that is because you know what you like to do. And you know what makes you feel good. And you know that's your gift, but you don't want to do it because it don't make you any money because we're in a society called capitalism. And capitalism, you got to figure out how much money you can make so you can survive. Right? But you go someplace, man, people don't care about their survival. All they care about is serving people. They don't care about how much money they make. They don't care how big the house is because I don't care. I have a real big house. It's like 5,400 square feet. It's got five, four bedrooms, two fireplaces, man. We got a double stall garage. And it's a bad house. And it's in historical district. But when I go to bed, it's, I sleep the same way as somebody who lives in Glen Oaks. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. You know, we drive a brand new car. You know, I bought my wife a brand new Buick, and she had an enclave. Everybody's, ooh, that enclave knife, and that thing's so good, it'll talk to you. You know, I'm driving down the street, tell me which way to go, all that kind of stuff. And, and then another person had a car, it was old, 1975, 76, and we both was at the gas station getting gas. They got gas, I got gas. I pulled off, they pulled off. They went where they had to go, and I had to go. It didn't matter because I paid $38,000 for my car, because they paid $7,000 for theirs. They just a lot richer than I am, because I spent all mine on the car. Because I wanted more toys and whistles. But with that comes a lack of something else. Just, just remember that. So don't get it twisted trying to uh, please the Joneses. The society think you need all this. You know, I, told, I always tell the story about my, I got about 100 uh, polo shirts. Brad, I got polo shirt every color, any way you want them. I got polo shirts, and they're expensive. They're like $75 a polo shirt, because I got it like that. See what I'm saying? The church paid me like that, but I only paid $1.99 for them at Goodwill. Right? Right. Now, now you, you didn't know the shirt came from Goodwill, because I just told you. Right? Right? So, so what happens is we try to impress everybody else, and then we tell man, my suit costs $300, and I got some shoes that cost, and don't nobody really care. I just want you to know they really don't care, right? So you got to understand what God wants you to do. And he wants you to focus on him and focus on serving people. So he wants you to have dominion, but he wants you to have dominion in the area in which he gifted you in. He said, I want you to be good in that area, and I want you to serve people. And then he said this here in, the, in verse 27. So God created the human being in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Now watch this here. And he created them male and female, right? He didn't just create a male. He created a male and female. And, you know, we get a lot of things twisted. I was watching the TikTok the other day, and a guy was saying, uh, you know, I watch TikTok every now and then. So the guy uh, on the TikTok, you know, and uh, the TikTok, it was a preacher preaching. And he says, man, isn't it amazing? There you like to say, he said, isn't it amazing that God used, now this is good, Brad. Watch this here. So God uh, used a woman. Watch this. This is good. He used a woman, right, to carry Jesus for nine months and deliver the Messiah. But you got churches won't even let her preach the gospel. Put that in your put that in your peace pipe and smoke it, right? You know, so, you know, and that's, but that's what society does, right? So God may have gifted her in the area for gifted, but we said, no, I'm not going to let you use your gift because I got power over you. Because the word of God said, 
Now I'm trying to figure out why he used her to carry the word for nine months and deliver it. Isn't that good? I'm going to get in trouble on TikTok with some of them pastors. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. All right? But I have to stay with it. Now, so because this is going to be good when I get done. I promise you, I'm going to be done in time, right? So how did God pull this off? Right? How did he pull it off? Right? So in Genesis chapter 2, in verse 7, he says, Then the Lord God, watch this here, formed the man. And when he said man, he's really talking about the species. He's formed a man from the dust of the ground. It was nothing but dirt. Right? Nothing but dirt, right? From the dust of the ground. And he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostril, and man became a living person. So all of a sudden, God says, I want to change the world, and I want to run this world in such a way, so I'm going to get this dirt, and I'm going to breathe my power into this dirt. And I'm allowed this, and I want this dirt to have dominion in the earth. And this dirt as long as the dirt understands what's going on, uh, this dirt is going to be successful because the dirt is really not the issue. The issue is the spirit. It's, the, it's, it's always the spirit behind something. We're always fighting people and we're doing things, man, and we're looking at people and we're never looking at the gift behind them. We're never looking at the spirit behind them. So I'm mad at somebody because of what they did. But you got to understand, all of us was created in God's image, right, and in his spirit. And God breathed into man the breath of life. Now, this is important. Based on where you were raised and the situation you've been in, right, people may look at you different and you may behave certain ways. That's only because of the culture you was raised in, right? And sometimes you may, you may have been raised in a home where everybody was drug addicts, right, and then your mama was a drug addict, and, and then your daddy was a drug addict, and everybody was a drug addict, and then they, when they got high and they didn't have no money, they sold you. So they traumatized you. They traumatized you because they didn't know who they were. And nobody really gave them the value of who they were. And Satan came into their life and interrupted their life and made them think that the drugs was more important than people. Because you know that God never gave anybody dominion over people, so you didn't have the right to do nothing and give nobody away. Stay with me, all right, because this is going to be important because you got to understand who you are because then once you leave here today, you're going to move as you God's children. And you know who you are. Because you all, some of you all are just unbelievable. I say some of you because some of you all don't know it. The other ones know. But some of you don't know how powerful you are. You guys are, I mean, amazing. and you know what, sometimes you're so angry, you get so bent out of shape because you're so smart, you're so brilliant, and they won't even let you express your voice. You want to say it, you want to tell them. Sometimes you're in a meeting, and you want to tell them they're wrong, but you're afraid you might lose your job. But you know you know because God downloaded it in you. And his brilliance just oozed through you. But fear holds you back. God never gave us a spirit of fear. He never gave us a spirit of fear. He gave us his spirit to let us know that no man, no, man, no woman, no weapon, no nothing will ever be formed against you that will prosper if you operate in me. So you have to know, and you got to have this confidence and this faith in God, and then anything that you deal with, anything that you come up against, would never, ever, ever hold you back. Because nobody has the power to do it because your God is greater than anybody who try to hold you back. And God won't let anybody hold you back if you operate in your gift. And your gift is in your assignment. And your assignment is the thing that God called you to do. And the thing that you know that you love doing that you'll do without a pay. It's the thing God called you to do. And the thing is, and when you really operate within your gift, man, people pay you for your gift. You don't have to seek money. They'll find you and give it to you. So you don't have to do it for it. You do it for serving people. As you use your gift to serve people, I wouldn't care if you paint. Be the best painter. 
I wouldn't care if you're a garbage man, be the best garbage man. Somebody call you up and say, would you move my garbage? And I'll pay you for it. Would you clean my garage? And I'll pay you for it. Right? You say, I enjoy doing that. Because everything in life, God has gifted somebody to move in it. Somebody else may think it's nothing, but to God it's important. And as you move in your gift, Satan is always trying to distract you and make you less than. But whatever your gift is and you operate in, you got to walk with your head up and know that I am who I am because God gifted me to do this. And I got to do it with all my passion. I don't do it for money. I do it for the love of God and for the love of people. It doesn't matter. You have to do it. It's almost like when I get up to preach. I say, I'm going to preach if it's one person or if it's a hundred. It does not matter. If you come or go, it doesn't matter. I just believe whoever here is who God wanted to be here. And who's not, he didn't want him here because he didn't want to hear my message. He wanted to hear somebody else's. But I do it. I, I tell pastors all the time. I don't get in no sidebar conversation. I always tell them, I say, listen, I don't know what to tell you. But it's a fun busy for me. I, I enjoy doing it. I like, you say, man, you know, these people are hard to pass. I say, well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't have that problem. Because right? I'm operating in my gift. And, 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 and don't nobody belong to me. And whoever God put in my path is the one God told me to pastor. And those who leave God, those are the one God said, I, I, I brought them over here for a little bit. And now they got what, I got what I wanted them to get. Now I want them to go somewhere else. And don't you try to stop them. Because I'm getting them ready for their gift. And if you try to stop them, then I'll stop yours. And that's what sometimes that's what we do, even with our kids or whatever. And they tell you. And you know they're doing the right thing. You just don't like what they're doing, even though they're doing the right thing, because you think they ought to be doing something else to get it ready. But what they're doing is right. Now, I'm not saying your kids doing something wrong. I said when they're doing something right, and you know it's right. And they love doing it. What you need to do is encourage them. And watch God move. And you know it because they're always thinking about what they can do for others. It's not necessarily about them. That's how you know people are operating in their gift because it's never about them. It's really about, well, how can I make this person better? But at the same time, I feel better. Well, let me move on. I better get on because I got a lot to cover in a short time. So then verse 28, uh, it says, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Now, this is good. Right? This is good. I don't know what I had my towel up here. This is good. Somebody got to find me a towel. I know Camilla going to die because I shouldn't have to ask for this. But it was, I had it up here, Camilla. I think I took it to my office. It's on me. Right? So then, the God, then God blessed them. Everybody say he blessed them. This is good. Right? Then God blessed them. He said to them, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. He said, fill the earth and govern it. He said, I want you to fill the earth. I want you to govern it. He said, but I want you to be fruitful and I want you to multiply because the seed is inside of you. But you got to cultivate that seed. You got to spend time. You got to spend time with God. You got to spend some devotional time with God and cultivate that seed. So you know, if God, if this is what you called me to do, uh, I'm going to spend some time in meditation. Now, here's important. You got to shut down. You got to shut it down, Tasha. You got to shut it down. You got to shut the world down. You got to go into your secret closet. And you got to shut the world down, and you got to get real quiet and just listen to your breathing. And just, and just do it. Just shut up and watch God speak to you. And then he'll talk to you. And then as he talks to you, he'll just start bringing stuff to you. And, he said, and this is how it worked. I was, uh, uh, Jay was working on his, on his little motorbike the other day, and I called Lance up. I said, Lance, uh, and Lance uh, got a gift in working with mechanics and stuff. He didn't go to school for it, but this guy just gave him the gift. He's a little country boy. And so he was working on a motorcycle, and uh, we couldn't figure out the throttle. And uh, Lance looked at it, and he stepped back, and he shook his head, and he closed his eye, and he shook his head. And, and he shook it, right? And he said, God, he said, I noticed. He said, I shake him. He said, I'll be back. He said, I got to go home. So and, and so, and God was showing him, he said, we can make this thing work. And what God was doing was, he had the thing, and, 
And Lance was supposed to stop by there for a few minutes. Here's how it works. But because that's his area of giftedness, we couldn't get him away. I said, Lance, leave the thing alone and go. He wouldn't. We said that it was supposed to be a five-minute thing. He was there for two hours just working and working and working. Then he finally figured out, he said, we, we can't do it here. He said, I know what's missing. But God showed him the answer in his head. Right? When you are, now watch it. He didn't ask for no money. He didn't ask to buy me no meal. He said, man, can I get some lunch? Would you buy me some gas money for coming over? He didn't do any of that kind of stuff. He just did it because he, and Jay didn't think he was coming back. I said, Jay, I promise you he's coming back. He went home. He stayed gone for about 20 minutes. Jay said, call him, Paul Paul. I said, Jay, he coming. Paul Paul, just call him. I said, okay, I called him. I'm in the garage. I'm trying to figure this out. I'll be there. I said, I told you he was coming, Jay. Right? Because when you operate in your gift, you want to do whatever you can to make that other person happy. Right? You don't need no money for it because the satisfaction comes in serving. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the gift. And so when he wants you to be fruitful and multiply, he said, I want you to take this gift, cultivate it, and the gift is inside of you. And if you want to be happy in life, you got to cultivate what's inside of you. You can't go on the outside trying to find it. You can't get no drugs to try to find it. You can't find no girlfriend to try to find it. You can't get a wife. You can't get a husband. Nobody on the outside is going to cultivate your gift. Your gift got to be cultivated from the inside out. Because it's really a God thing and everybody else is a part of your story. Yeah, this is a part of your movie. You see what I'm saying? And so they're just a part. They're extras. You know, the extras don't get that much money. They're the extras. So you, so you, let, you let any extra you want in Right? But they extras. But the, 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 it's, it's really within you. And, and you're going to be fruitful and multiply when you stay connected to the source. Right? That's why, uh, that's why when you go to a, those who love gardening, you can't grow a flower outside of the soil. You can take it out the soil, but you got to put it in some soil somewhere. So you got to stay connected. So when God created us, he created us in him. So the connection is in him. And as long as we stay connected to him, man, we'll just keep producing for years to come. And the seed is inside of you. And if you pop the seed and break it, once it starts to come alive and it's open, it just keeps producing itself. And then once it's produced, guess what happens? It produces more seed. And it keeps going and going. So God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, govern it, reign over it. Now listen, he said, I want you to govern it, but I want you to govern it with me. That's why in Matthew he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his governing influence. He said, you got to stay connected with me so you can know who you are so the world can be a better place through you. He said, I got an assignment for you, but your assignment is really trapped inside of you. He said, here's the thing. Nobody can tell you, I told you the assignment. I put it in your head. Because other people put stuff in your head. I don't care what I can tell you. You can be a doctor. All you want. I said, Frida, girl, you're going to be the best administrator. Like, girl, you're so good. And she's a good administrator. And she's saying to herself, I hate this. Now, I can say she's the best administrator. I can talk all I want, but that ain't what God called her to do. And she may be good at it, but she may not be happy doing it. And then she get frustrated with it. But oh, let her do something that she'd like to do. And you get to see the benefits in other people's lives. Because that's where you're going to see the benefit. You're not going to see the benefit in their life. You're going to see the benefit in others that touch them. People are touched by people that's gifted are blessed. And you're the gifted one. So he said, then God said, now, he, this is what he said. Now, he created this dirty breathing. He said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees uh, for your food. Then he says this. And I have given every green plant 
as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the small animals, the squirrel on the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. And then verse 31 says, Then God looked over all he had made and saw that it was very good. Everybody say very good. Now, can you imagine, man, God creating you and told you to have dominion and then give you everything you need to have dominion? He said, I want you to rule. He said, I'm going to give you everything you need to rule. Everything. Every, you can have everything. He said, because everything I made is good. He said, now, this is important because I'm not going to tell you to have dominion over something and not give you the source and the skill set to pull it off. You can't have dominion over everything. You only have dominion over the area in which you're gifted. Right? And so, and so the thing that you touch is the thing that becomes fruitful and it multiplies the things that you are gifted, that you are part of. And, then, and you are happy with it. And, 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 and you, not somebody else, can feel the presence of God in it. Sometimes we won't tell nobody. Because nobody understands it. But you do. And you say, well, I don't know what my gift is. You know what it is because you know what you'd like to do. And you'd like it so much that you would do it for nothing. So now all you have to do is just do it. And because that's how the world, the world is not, America is a funny place. I was telling the men uh, in, in Bible study that I watched a TikTok. TikTok was the best thing, one of the best things they ever did, right? Because here's what happened. They took people that took their gifts and they showed their gifts to the world, right? So this girl was on TikTok, and you, if you saw it, raise your hand. This girl on TikTok was talking about capitalism. How many people saw it? Yeah, a couple people saw it. She, she, she had this TikTok, and she talked about how capitalism and what it does to you. And he said how capitalism does all kinds of things. And all it is, is about suppressing people, and it's all about making money and taking the life out of people. And it's never about you, it's really about me. Well, that's totally opposite than Jesus. Because Jesus says, it's not about you. It's about people. So he told his disciples, he says, listen, it's important that you understand this and get it right. Because they had a capitalistic mentality, and they said, listen, uh, when you get to heaven, I want to be on your right hand and on the left. I want, he said, listen, you, you got this wrong. You don't really know what you're asking for because in my kingdom, uh, in order for you to be great, you got to serve people. Because in my kingdom, only the people that operate in their gifts succeed. He says, because if you operate in yourself, you're going to self-destruct. Because whenever you think it's about you, you end up by yourself lonely. I told the men this day, I said, you have people living million-dollar mansions, and they commit suicide. Everybody thought, ooh, if I had that, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, because you know what? A house don't make you happy. Nor does a car. I'm going to let you in on the secret. Nor does your wife or your husband. If you did, they would never get divorced. So people can never make you happy. Your happiness is found in God. Amen. And it's in God. And Jesus flipped the script on him. And he said, listen. And Jesus flipped the script on him and said, listen. Uh, in order for you to be great, you got to uh, serve others. So Peter, who was one of his main disciples, Peter was like, Jesus, we love you so much, just like some of y'all. I love you, Lord. You're the greatest. You're the Messiah. You're my Lord. And I'm worshiping you. And Jesus said, well, let me wash your feet, Peter. And Peter said, no, Lord, you can't wash my feet because you're too great. Because you're the Lord. So then the Lord said to Peter, he said, Peter, if you refuse to let me serve you, you cannot be a part of me. He said, if you don't let me wash your feet and I'm your Lord, you, can't get, you cannot be a part of me because you don't get the kingdom. You've been hanging around me for three and a half years and you don't get it. He's because in this kingdom, you got to serve to be great. 
Now, everybody understand it. You know, you, you, you know how it works, right? Uh, everybody knew it. It's some people not worth a pot to pee in or a window to throw out of. But if they do right by you, the world, listen to me, the world can talk about them and you're going to lift them up. If they serve you and do right by you, everybody else can talk about them like a dog. You're going to say, oh, I'm not this person. That can't be the same person I'm talking about. Why? It's because you serve. They serve you. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you got to be a servant. You can't go out with the mentality, it's about me. It's got to be about the kingdom. And so your God gifted us to try to get the world to see him. Let me get through this thing. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. Remember, y'all ain't number dirt now. It's a treasure in, inside you. Everybody say inside me. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Here's the thing. It's a treasure and a gift inside of you that's not from you. It's from God. Now, this is good. Now, don't miss this. This is what it says. We are pressed, hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but we ain't abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. And listen, that comes back because the power is from God. When I'm operating in God, when I know in my mind who my Savior is, no weapon formed against me should ever prosper. Can't no coach run me down. Can't nobody put me. There's nothing you can say to me to hurt me. There's nothing you can say because I know. So I run it through my computer and every time somebody says something crazy to me, this is real talk. When somebody says something crazy to me, Martha, and they hurt, they think they hurt my feelings, I put in my mind, I said, oh, that's just the way they think. Who made them Lord and King over me? Right? They don't have no power over me. Just because you said it, don't make it so. Right? I have to know who is who. And I'm in the who's who book. So I know I have him on my side. And when I got him on my side, the world can be against me and they'll fail. All it takes is me and God. Right? You have to know that God created you for a purpose with a gift inside of you. And once you connect with him and you connect with your gift, the world becomes a better place. And now you don't want to commit suicide. You're not depressed anymore. You're not stressed out anymore. You're only depressed and stressed out because you're not operating in your area of giftedness. And you don't know who your God is. But once you know who your God is and what's going on, they can take your house, but they can't take your home. Because God uh, 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 have you knock on somebody else that they said, come and spend the night. How many of us trusted God and he came through in the clutch? You got to keep on thinking like that. So when you're pressed on every side, what happens when you crush grapes? The juice come out. And listen, and you get the, the flavors are so sweet. And, and it's just, just do it and, and watch what you do when you push my gift out of me when you tell me I can't when I know I can and the more you push on me the more you press on me the more I push my gift out so I want you to help help me birth my gift so I can make a difference in the world because God has an assignment for you 
But your assignment is attached to the thing that you love to do with all your heart. You got to connect that to God and say, God, why did you give me this? Why did you put this on my mind? Why did you put this righteous thing on my mind? Why did I do it? Now, if, now here's the thing. You got to watch the spirits and you'll know the difference. If, if whenever something comes and it talks to you about doing something that you like to do, and you say, oh, I really like doing this, but it hurt other people, then you already know you've been interrupted by Satan. There's an interruption in your line. Because God doesn't give you anything to hurt other people. Everything he gives you is to hurt, to help people, not hurt people. So I don't care what it is. If you say, man, listen, I got a good deal. And this guy said, man, I can sell all this dope. And I can make this money. And I can have this car. I can have this here. As soon as you sell the dope, you know what you're doing. You already know you're destroying somebody else's life. So you can go there and you can say, well, God, I just want to thank you. And he's looking at you. And Satan, like, I was walking to and fro, seeking whom I made to buy. And then God says, have you considered my, ooh, this good, to me, this good. God said, have you considered my servant, Brad? He's a good and perfect man. And Brad is just going around doing it. He said, but if you take his gift away, if you take his home away, if you take this away, he won't serve you no more. God said, I'm telling you, I know him. I squeeze them. So they may be having a conversation with you, right? So when the thing hits you and hits you hard, you got to know who you are. Because they say, if you do this here and they ain't got nothing, I promise you they'll sell some dope. I, I promise you they'll steal. Take everything away from one. I watch one they steal. Watch them. Then all of a sudden you lose everything. And then you're trying to figure out how to take something from blowing to somebody else. So now you're hurting somebody else, Right? Or what happens when that happens and you say, now listen, there's another way I can make, that's another way I can do this thing and do it right. And I'm going to work this thing and I'm going to work it slow but sure. It's like put it in the crock pot. Let it cook slow but it's going to taste good in the end. And I just take my time and work through it. And watch God bless me. Because God really lives in you. Through your gifts. That's how he manifests himself, as you show your gifts to the world. God loves you so much, I promise you. And he wants you to be so blessed, right? And so I'm going to close in this here. This here. I'm going to preach on this here later. But I'm closing because I'm three minutes over, right? Here's what it says. It's a story I was telling men today, and I put it in my notes. Uh, there's a story about Job, and Job, uh, AJ, was a perfect and upright man. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and then it, Job, God took everything from Job, everything, right? And Job said this. He says, I came naked from my mother's womb, right? Uh, and I will be naked when I leave. He said, the Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, we're going to wrap this thing up with this here. Watch you get. So, that's, I gave you what you have. And I, I use your gift to make it. I know some of you said, but I was working my gift, but they still took it away. God says, I gave it to you. And watch Job. So it's like, God gave it to you. And I was so happy, and I was shouting. So God blessed me uh, with a nice car and everything. And, uh, and I'd like to tell the story about AJ, because when AJ got shot, uh, the Lord had blessed me with my son. And when we had our first son, I cried because we had lost him. We, he, he died. And he died in Ardena's belly. And I asked God, if you give me a son, I promise you I'll give him back to you. Right? So AJ got shot. And, when, and they called me and everybody was screaming and hollering. Uh, I just got in the car. I said, God, you gave him to me. Yeah. Now, if you take him away, it's on you. Because God can give it. I was happy when he, when he gave me AJ. I told the world. I was showing him all. I let Martha keep him and she let him fall off the table. <laughs> no, I'm just playing Martha. He didn't fall off Martha. Right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, we were so excited and we were so happy and then I, we thought we lost him right and I went down and I told you guys this here I said God if he live I'm good if you take him away I'm good AJ told me when he came through it he said dad I got on the phone 
He said, I got my phone. The first person I tried to call you. He said, I couldn't get you. He said, then I called on the Lord. I think the Lord was saying, uh, have you considered my servant Arthur and Ardina? They do right. They live right. He said, if you take a son away, he'll lead the church. Yeah, I, you know, when, when they took the first baby away, Ardina almost lost her mind. This time, she'll lose it. Ardina was crying. She, she's all been out of shape, right? But I said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When God, you got to remember, you came in this world with nothing. God's gifted you, right? Leave this. I want to leave this with you. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you have, and God has gifted you to use, when the enemy come and try to take it, remember he's not touching anything that God don't want him to touch. Don't stop serving God and don't stop using your gift. Here's what he said in the end, and I'm done. He says, in all of this, Job did not sin. When I went to the hospital, they was, it was crazy. They was cussing out the doctor, cussing out the people. They wouldn't let him get back there to CAJ. And I went back, and the guy says, well, thank you so very much. I said, I just want to know. This my sister. We can't give you anything. I said, okay, just let me know when you can. Right? And he came back, and then they told me, they sent me a message that he was all right. And they gave me an opportunity to go back and see him. Right? Job did not sin by blaming God. Whatever is happening in your life, as you move in your gift, and it, it seems like it's not working. Your mama tells you you're not going to do anything. Your husband, your wife, and all this here. And it seems like you, you, know, you shouldn't have never did it. But see, I don't know God. Don't blame God. Here's what Job did. He, watch what he did. He bowed down and started worshiping God because he knew that I came here with nothing. When I leave, I won't have nothing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everything you have, God gave it to you. If you take it away, he can give it to you again two times more. Right? You just keep moving for this short window you have here and use your gift and let everybody know that God is alive through you. Amen. Give him all the hand clap. God is not through blessing us. And he's blessing us through you. He's blessing the world through you. Stop moving in your gift. Spend time with God cultivating your gift. Young people, you know what God put in your heart. Put God first and ask him how to make your gift be a blessing to others. Not how you can make money off of it, but how you can be a blessing to others. Everybody stand to your feet. If you don't know who Christ is, you don't have a relationship with God, it's hard for you to really see your gift because the world is telling you you don't have one. The world is telling you uh, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Do what you can to get what you get. But if you know God, you get a relationship with God, he changes your perspective on things. And you start to see things the way he sees things. And then your blessing is going to be manifested in everything you touch. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. So I want to offer Christ to you. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I want to offer him to you today. I want you to give God your life. I want you to trust him and try him. You tried a lot of things. You read a lot of books. You listened to a lot of people. But you have not really tried God. You try to use your own philosophy. But I want you to really have faith and put your faith in God. And give him a try. And see don't he change your whole circumstance. The altar is open for those who want prayer or those who want to give their life to Christ. But as we prepare to, for the prayer and for the altar call, as those who want to be a gift, be a blessing to the ministry, we ask you guys, you can give, you can write a check, you can write a, 
do it on uh, online, the church app, or give it for you guys. Do it so well. Thank you so much. Everybody's out there online has been been a blessed our ministry. We can't do what we do without you. We thank you. We don't emphasize it, but we are what we are because of you. People call our church a blessed church, but we only blessed because of what you guys do. Thank you, and I appreciate that. So we're not gonna harp on that and give according to how God has blessed you. But I do want to open up the the floor for prayer. So as I dismiss, for those who like prayer, please come forward. And I'd like to lay hands on you and bless your life. Especially the young people. I just want to lay hands on you and bless your life. I want to touch you. Dear Heavenly Father, as we leave this place, never your presence. We ask you to be with us. Lord, we ask you to reveal your gift to every single person here. And Lord, we ask you, Lord, let them connect with you and have faith and confidence and trust in you. Knowing that everything they have come from you. And if they connect back to you, their life would be so much better. All the stress and anxiety will rest in you and not in the world. They would quit worrying about things and start trusting you. I thank you for each one of them. Give us traveling mercies to be with us. Thank you for our visiting guest today. We ask you to be with him, Lord, as he go back home. And let this visit be an experience he always remembers. And let the love of God be with his family, be with his church, and be with the, the people he ministered to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.